Welcome to the Passport to Maryland Cannabis podcast, presented by Explore Maryland Cannabis. This podcast takes a 360-degree look at our Maryland cannabis ecosystem. Each week, sit back and join us as we hear from different voices around the state, including my own, your host, Keisha, the CEO of Explore Maryland Cannabis. With interviews and stories, headlines and updates from regulatory to culture, our goal with this podcast is to bring together all parts of the ecosystem. Now, let's get to the show. Another week, another podcast. We are back this week with Coach Ash, Ashley Hill, who has several, several paths to the cannabis industry. First, by being a member of the first class of 132 students to graduate from the Medical Cannabis Science and Therapeutics Program from the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy. She's an author. She also founded the Los Angeles-based Greenlight Project in 2018 with the goal of creating an elevated edible experience through infused catering events. Uh, Let me tell you, first things first, this event was awesome. Well, let me tell you, first things first, this interview was amazing. One, Ashley and I were able to connect over Dr. Eric Thomas. If you are not familiar, go ahead, pause this episode, take a look at who he is, what he does, and you'll understand why this interview was so dynamic. Um, I was so excited to be connected and will follow up later with some of the amazing things that Coach Ash has coming down the pipeline. But without further ado, let me go ahead and jump into this episode of the Passport to Maryland Cannabis Show. My name is Coach Ash. I am an experienced elevator, which means that my superpower as a high eye, we're talking about the DISC assessment, which I'm certified by Dr. Eric Thomas, uh, is to provide a great experience for everybody involved. That's what I'm focused on. That's what my superpower is. It's my natural state. And so I co-founded a culinary event company called Greenlight Project, who hosts uh, elevated edible experiences out in the LA area. And then I also co-founded a company called Winning Coaching that provides HR workshops for leaders and management teams in the cannabis industry. And uh, I got into the industry about eight years ago. I had just graduated with my bachelor's um, from uh, Cal State East Bay out in the Bay Area. And I was working in my concentration or field of concentration, which was hospitality uh, at this hotel. And the GM of the hotel left to become the GM of a dispensary that was down the street. And for me at that time, I was starting to, I was listening to Les Brown. I was like just beginning my personal development journey. And I was starting to feel like the 95% of Americans or people who die on Sunday that dread going to work on Monday. And I just knew that that is not how I want to live my life. That is not what I want to experience on a daily basis. And so because the GM left to become the GM of a collective, I decided to transition into that role or to that collective as well. And at the time, it wasn't eight years ago, like it wasn't very popular to just graduate with a bachelor's degree and then go to work at a dispensary. And uh, now fast forward eight years later, I now have my master's in medicinal cannabis science and therapeutics. So it's just, it's crazy how the industry and, you know, society and the world is evolving when it comes to cannabis. It truly has evolved. And I mean, even if you think about 
just in this year when we talk about how legalization has just spread through the country, it almost yeah. makes me feel like I'm living in a time where I have to be hyper-focused on what's going on, but still very present so you don't miss what's happening. Because cannabis is a fast-moving industry, right? Every yeah, day absolutely. something is changing. Every day something is changing. So you, you mentioned that you graduated from the program. Tell me a bit about that experience. I get to talk to students all the time and everyone has a different yeah. outlook. So yeah, tell me all about that. Yeah, I think uh, it was uh, it was a great experience. Unfortunately, you know, due to COVID, we had a bit of a limited uh, type of interaction in comparison to uh, the initial program, how we were supposed to, it was a two-year program. Uh, we're supposed to meet once a semester uh, out on the campus. So we were only able to meet in person one time, uh, which was September of uh, 2019. And so that was just a great experience in itself. It was a very, I was surprised at how diverse the program was. Uh, we had you know, people from different countries, uh, a lot of different backgrounds, uh, a lot of minority people uh, of color. And so that was just phenomenal in itself to be able to see and uh, it was a it was a great experience. Thankfully, because of my undergrad, I was already used to a pretty much online program. So in that aspect, we weren't really affected by uh, COVID and things changing. And so I was able to graduate being one out of 132 students uh, with the first first degree in medicinal cannabis science and therapeutics. Yes, yes, and I mean was like 10 years ago, this program wouldn't have existed, right? So the possibilities are endless. So yeah. when I, I when people are in cannabis, I like to hear about their experience as far as what brought them here, what, you know, traditionally most folks have either consumed cannabis or they've seen a parent use cannabis to heal, change their life or a loved one, so to speak. Um, but yeah, tell me a bit more about you know, the formation of making the edibles and bringing that together with the degree that you received and how, what, I guess, what's the next step with that? I'll clean it. Yes. I'll clean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Greenlight Project, it actually started as um, an idea about writing a cookbook. So my business partner and co-author, Dennis Haynes, were also kindergarten classmates. Uh, he had just published his first book and I was like, and uh, he had came to visit me in the Bay. And he was like, I want to write a, a cannabis infused cookbook. And I was like, yeah, we definitely should do that. Um, his background with being an author and, you know, the whole process of writing and publishing or self-publishing a book. And then my background with the, the cannabis industry, I was like, yeah, this is a great idea. Also, too, looking to be able to start to create multiple streams uh, of revenue and income, too. And so... We wrote the book together, and um, and from that, Greenlight Project actually developed out of that to where we threw our first tasting event. We're like, hey, let's showcase some of these recipes that we have in the book. The book wasn't even out yet, and we had such a great uh, experience and great feedback from throwing the event that we're like, ah, maybe we should throw events. And so we started throwing local events uh, in the LA area. And then that developed into uh, the catering aspect where there are some famous uh, fan favorite dishes that we have from the book that we sell um, as a catering product. And so 
it, it kind of just organically developed. It wasn't ever like, oh, I want to start a culinary company in the cannabis industry. Uh, I started from an idea with the book and just kind of grew in itself organically. And that's kind of how we move in this industry, right? There's an, an idea is sparked. And, you know, like I said, this it moves so fast. You want to make sure that you're present, but you're also taking action on, you know, amazing ideas that you have. Because I don't know about you. I've had amazing ideas that I haven't acted on. And yeah, yeah. six months later, a year later, I see it in another iteration. Now, I believe that the, what's for me is for me, for sure. Yeah. But... It stings a little bit when I'm like, dang, I could have done that. So talking about more of the, the business side of what you are doing, right? As far as the cookbook, your business partner, the catering mm -hmm. piece, how do you navigate that scene, especially with cannabis being such a highly regulated industry, right? Marketing is hard. Advertising is yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, um, it is. It's very challenging uh, and unfair in a lot of ways. But, you know, we just have to continue to adapt and, and push through. And so we identify the ways that we're able to leverage or market um, on our own without, you know, having to do any kind of ads and, and different things like that. And word of mouth has been really powerful for us. So people that have either purchased the book or who have attended events, uh, seen us on podcasts or different things like that. Uh, I think with our focus, uh, being able to provide value and education, even with the cookbook, it's not just a cookbook. In the beginning sections, we have educational sections where we're teaching people about the CB1 receptors that we all have in our body. We're teaching people about uh, the difference between CBD and THC. Uh, we're teaching them about dosage and, you know, how everybody's body reacts differently. And so I think with the approach that we have of providing education and just providing a different perspective, we're not trying to convince anybody that, hey, this is for you and this is what you should do because it's not for everybody. But we want to be able to just help shed light on the uh a new perspective something that we weren't necessarily conditioned to think and believe that what this is what cannabis is it's all about the education it's all about the education so yeah. one of the big components that i push in my area of of expertise my self-mastery journey you know all about it mm -hmm. what my why is building community right and i think that cannabis is something that cannot exist without community. We've seen brands try to sell the plant without the passion behind it. And ultimately they fail, right? This is why the legacy market is still a very vibrant market because yep. of that sense of community. So um, my why is community, but I'd love to hear, you know, when you think about the word community or when you think about cannabis and community as it merges together, what comes yeah. to mind? Initially, it's just a uh, support. So, you know, community is an opportunity to be able to support and add value to other people that are working towards their goals and uh, starting the businesses that they've always wanted to start. And I think that's something that's really big for me because uh, I've been in community. Uh, like I mentioned before, I'm a part of uh, ET's Breathe University, his online community. I've been in 
the community three years now, and I uh, I have a couple different lead positions. I host the accountability call 6 a.m. on the West Coast, Monday through Friday. And so just reflecting on my life in the last three years and how uh, it's, it's just changed so much in terms of impact and value, just the way that I think the, the language that comes out of my mouth, uh, it's, it's been a phenomenal journey and experience. And not only have I experienced that, but it's my goal and my focus and my intention to allow other people to experience the same thing. People that come into the community or people that I just interact with on a daily basis, so community is extremely, my personality, I thrive in community. So it's extremely important to me. Nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you already are speaking all the words, Breathe University ET. For those who don't know, you know, Dr. Eric Thomas is a phenomenal speaker. I actually found him just divine time. And I'd been consuming a lot of Les Brown content, just mm-hmm. all of it. And then ET, for some reason, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was, Thank God it's Monday, right? You know, that was something that went viral, uh, um, you know, the message that he sends. And so it just clicked. And from there, I was like, this is this is where I need to be. Right. This is where my mindset needs to be. This is where I want to grow to. So I love that, you know, that connection that you made to whatever mission was made possible through him. It all kind of connects. Right. It all kind of comes back full circle. So. The last question I have for you, and this is another question I tend to ask everyone is, you know, cannabis, everyone always says, you know, what's next, what's coming. And I always say, you know, it's whatever the next amazing mind thinks of or beverages, right? Beverages are really hot right now. (laughs) So 2022, I see beverages being a huge trend, but seeing as you are not on my coast, I'd love to hear of, you know, what you see bubbling on the scene and what possibly could be big for 2022. Yeah. And real quick, just to speak to what you mentioned before, as far as like being in the industry or getting in the industry, like there are so many different opportunities, like what you could do is ultimately limitless. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the cannabis industry, because the idea that you have, if you, you know, just tweak it a little bit for it to contain cannabis or even just to be, you know, for cannabis users, it could be something that nobody has thought about before. And, you know, it's just a phenomenal idea, business, company, uh, community, yeah, anything of that nature. But it's just there's so many different possibilities of what you can do, whether it's uh, touching the plant or hands on versus something that's more ancillary uh, or hands off. So if you have an idea and you're thinking about doing it, just just do it. Do the research within your local state and government. And just go for it. But in terms of what I see that's trending in 2022, a lot of consumption lounges uh, here on the West Coast are are starting to open up or people are applying for licensing. And I think that's going to be the next wave, especially with COVID now and being, you know, so isolated and in the house. I think once we really come out of this and people start to throw events more and have events more, being able to have a place where you can actually go and consume cannabis uh, socially on site in a lounge kind of format. I think that that's going to be really big. Oh yeah. I, they are talking about, you know, some social lounges bubbling on the East coast, but um, yeah, I'm really excited. I've been looking at uh, what's happening in Las Vegas and I'm like, Mm-hmm. Next time, you know, I go, which will probably be within the next six months, I did not get a chance to go to MJ BizCon, but um, 
I'm excited to see what that scene looks like. And even just, like I said, the community, the culture is different everywhere from state to state to state on the East Coast. Massachusetts yeah. is different from New Jersey, which is different from Maryland, which is different from Pennsylvania. You know, it's just, it feels good to be able to see how others enjoy cannabis, whether it's, you know, through social means, adult use, or medicinally, even though all yeah. cannabis use is medicinal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For those who have no idea who you are and they need to find you, pause this episode after you drop this information and go ahead and tell them where they can find you on the interwebs. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so on IG, I'm at Greenlight Project underscore underscore. Uh, and the website is GOP420.com. And uh, the coaching website is winning-the-number-one.com. Awesome. And I'll make sure all that information is linked when this episode drops and even when we clip it up because we've got some really good, uh, really good information for folks who are looking to enter into the ecosystem. I'm always about good. providing these pathways. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time.